Welcome to Cooperville. Do you know what's fun to do in Cooperville? Pack up your shit and get the fuck out. Listen. www.welcometocooperville.com <laughs> Who the fuck says www anymore? I can't even say it. www. <laughs> Stop that. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places where cheap podcasts are available. And the local gas station has some. Subscribe. Get updates. Feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. The wife gets upset when we leave rings on the tables. So believe it or not, Jesse James Dupree and I go back nearly a decade. You believe that shit? Almost 10 years. You know what? You're you're a lot older than I am. (laughs) The secret's out. The cat's out of the bag now. (laughs) How you been, brother? You know what? We do go way back. I think there's even a couple of stints. Uh, that we might have had together at the Betty Ford Clinic. I can't confirm or deny any of that. Uh, legality okay. purposes. My lawyer has advised me to. Uh, <laughs> my lawyer. Mom, mom's the word. <laughs> my mom's lawyer. the word. It's going to be talking to you too. We, uh, you know, we're actually heading back up toward uh, heading back up toward Rockfest this year up in Kadot, which uh, which has been what, what uh, I guess we skipped last year and we played there the year before that, right? Is that what it was? I think so. Yeah, it was weird. It was uh, so two years ago we had uh, I think Tom Kiefer was uh, was scheduled uh, on one of the nights, and the night before he was scheduled to perform, uh, he blew out a vocal cord. He was he was just toast. Uh, so. My buddy Wade from Rockfest came up to me and he's like, any chance you can uh, get a hold of Jesse? And I gave you a call and you guys were like out, like kind of out west and kind of all heading your separate ways. And somehow by the grace of God and uh, uh, Jesse James American Outlaw Bourbon Whiskey, uh, you were able to uh, to get the crew back together and, and make basically a 24-hour turnaround and get out to the fest grounds and put on a hell of a show. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. Because you called in the road crew had all the gear they were in transit somewhere the band had split up with guys going in different directions for different reasons and we just had finished a run and we were like everybody was like planning on just being done for a bit and mm-hmm. uh and then i had to call everybody say well turn around turn around. and uh there's a lot of a lot of uh, of long detours and airports and that kind of stuff and then we got a hold of the road crew and got them heading back up that way and but what an incredible show and uh you know i mean waiting those guys they, they do it first class and uh and we're glad to be kicking off this year's uh, rock fest and uh you know on and off i mean we've played that thing on and off for you know for the last 20 years and how, how long they've been doing rock fest uh, i believe this would be year 26 wow yeah so we've, yeah. we've been doing it for quite a while and we've never had a bad a bad show up there it's always fun of course jacqueline and wisconsin go together like pretzels and beer <laughs> ain't that the truth it feels like these are your people up here you know, it's just people that work for a living. Yeah. You know, they, uh, I mean, they seriously, they, they work for a living and they, uh, they, um, you know, they want to get it loud, proud, hard and honest. And, and whenever, uh, whenever, you know, we, we come to town, they know it's time to throw down. And Jesse, I want to take you back to, uh, to growing up. Uh, do you remember like your first musical influence, you know, the, the, the song you heard or the artist that, uh, that caught your ear where you, kind of decided then and there like music was going to be something you would pursue as a, a you know a lifelong career yeah i mean you're asking me do i remember 
what was the the first part of that question again? The the when you were young, growing up, the song or the yeah. artist that influenced you to to make the decision that music was going to be something you pursued. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I mean, it's you know, well, first of all, I you know, my parents used to wake me up in you know in the in the middle of the night to or no, no, they'd wake me up after I'd already been to sleep to come in and watch little little Richard on Johnny Carson or something, <laughs> and. Um, and I don't know why, but I'd stand there in front of the TV with wearing my pajamas with the feet in the bottom of them and try to keep my eyes open while I watched that stuff. But uh, uh, I guess it rubbed off on me. But, I, I you know, I, um, back in, you know, around when I was like 11, 12, you know, 13 years of age, uh, you know, my parents ended up opening up a little cafe and we had a jukebox in there and the guy would come and, you know, change the 45s out on the jukebox and he would give me the 45s when he'd take them out of it. And I, I used to keep them in a little five gallon pickle barrel that I'd washed out. And, but I'd take those, uh, those 45 records into my bedroom and crank them up and, and, uh, stuff like Joe Tex and Wilson Pickett and, and, uh, James Brown and just all those, you know, those incredible black soul singers that had such a, you know, great power in their voice. You know, those are the things that, that really hooked me and uh you know because i could you know you know you know you talk about somebody blowing out their vocal cords you know i got man i blow my vocal cords out and that's when i start hitting my stride <laughs> that's when the day begins yeah that, that's when that's when it's game on get get me those you know i have artists you know i hear about these other artists they don't want to do any more than three shows in a row mm -hmm. or you know that kind of thing i'm going good god i might this first couple of nights for me suck and then after that you know that's when i damn start being able to run the damn marathon. That's when the carburetor's cleaned out. Yeah, blow it out, yeah. <laughs> now, we've, we've had this conversation before, but, uh, you know, early days of Jackal, you know, when you were, uh, you know, the band's first getting rolling, uh, you know, you're out on the road doing your thing. You've told me multiple times about being told no and being told you're you're never going to succeed and, you know, the, the deck is stacked against you uh, as you were, you know, kind of getting into it. What... What drives a person like you, not only in the music, because uh, obviously Jackal is still loud and proud to this day, uh, but what what drives you to continue to succeed, to continue to get past, you know, like these other other artists that are saying they can't do more than three nights in a row, but yeah, that's when you're just getting into it. You know what what keeps the what keeps the fuel on the fire for for you as a as an artist and as a, and all the other avenues you have your hands in right now. You know, it's 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 pretty much the only couple of hours that I get where I get to relax and get away from everything. Cause the rest of the time I'm, I'm working on all this other stuff. Going on. <laughs> and so I'm able to hit the stage and like just decompress for a minute. But, you know, so I, I look forward to that. And I mean, we've got, we've got some incredible shows this week playing, you know, I'm, I'm going down, you know, participating in an all-star jam. I was invited to go to, um, that's, uh, this Thursday night. And it's going to be cool. Cause George Lynch is going to be there and, and Joan Jett and, you know, just uh, Will Hunt from uh, Evanescence, mm -hmm. and just be a cool mixture of, of people that could be jamming on Thursday night at this event down in Austin, and then Friday night in Austin, we're playing the Big Republic of Texas uh, Festival, which is you know probably about thirty thousand people. So we're headlining that this year on the Friday night, and then we go down to Houston, and just I mean, just how can you not get excited about that? When you uh, we talk about life on the road. Um... And, and bands that you've toured with, because I imagine that list is uh, is pretty long and distinguished of artists you've had a chance to share, uh, you know, share the stage with. Uh, who who brought you the most uh, most stories of the road? Which artist that you're out with that you, you reminisce back on and say, "Oh, I remember that time with with so and so." Uh, who's who's got the uh, who's got the on the road 
adventures that uh, that stick with you to this day? Yeah, my, I, I don't know. It's, it's, that's a toughie because uh, you know tours. You know, our first first real tour that we went out on was with Ted Nugent, mm-hmm. and and that was just a, that was just a blast. And uh, you know, because we were out with him and and uh, and the damn Yankees and and stuff, and, and that was just fun because. You know, we just we became fast friends with all those guys, Tommy Shaw and Jack Blades, and so that was and that was being our first, you know, tour bus, arena tour. That was great, and then, then you go to, from that to Aerosmith for two years, mm-hmm. and of course that was incredible, and and that was thanks to Joe Perry. Joe Perry kept us out there; he was the one that really championed the band, and uh, so you know we greatly appreciate Joe for his support, and then. And then, you know, from there, it was ZZ Top and, you know, and of course, singing with Brian Johnson from ACDC and all the stuff that we do with them. I mean, just, you know, it's hard to say one or the other is better than the other. You know, it's just, we loved it all. Having a, having a kid that's in music as well, uh, did you, was there any, ever any point, uh, you know, with Nigel growing up that you uh, deterred him from pursuing a musical uh, career or you know, just, you know, because it's, it's not all, you know, it's not always successful. It doesn't always lead to, uh, you know, the, the, the green pastures and the, the white picket fences and all the, the glory that comes with it. Uh, was there ever a time when, you know, you told Nigel, Hey, maybe Dr. Dupree has <laughs> a better ring to it. You know, I, 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 I was fortunate enough to have my, you know, my parents supported me and yeah. I, I mean, I could not support him with him wanting to do it. And, he gets it honest. I mean, I, I got custody of him when he was six years old. Mm-hmm. And so he grew up on the road. I mean, how can I expect him not to want to do it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all he's ever known. That's, that's very cool though. I think, you know, passing that on, you know, to, uh, to a different generation because, you know, the, the industry is so different now, you know, I think that when you were, you know, cutting your teeth on it back in the day, you know, so for, you know, Nigel to have a, a vantage point of of how it was and and then obviously now uh, be accustomed to how it is um, you know that's probably beneficial for both you and him as you can now are probably both teaching each other things. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, the industry's changed. So, you know, the, the the model that that I was, you know, blessed to have been part of, mm-hmm. you know, is uh, you know no longer exists. You know, um, uh, you know, as far as the record companies and stuff, but. But, you know, nobody can take it away from a band if they can go play live shows and, you know, have a connection with that audience. And, I mean, that, that's something that will still you know, always be there for them. How has social media changed uh, kind of your, you know, your approach? I mean, you're, you're obviously all over it uh, as an individual with the band um, and not only with the band, but, you know, with your other uh, avenues and ventures that you have out there. Uh, how, how important has that become to uh, kind of a part of your daily routine of, of interacting with the fans and, and telling the stories and showing people where you are and what you're involved with? Oh, we're just trying to, you know, we're trying to use it more. Uh, we're trying to use it more responsibly. I mean, it, it, uh, it, it's something that uh, it's something that, um, you know, that, that's here. I mean, you can't, can't unsee it or can't unuse it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't uh, necessarily in the beginning realize the significance of it, you know, or, or just what it was going to be. But now it's everything. I mean, it's the best way to, you know, it's, it's pretty much the best way to, you know, to keep that interaction with the people that support what you do as a band. And, and uh, we've been very, very blessed to have, uh, have people follow us down the road. So we can keep using it. Uh, how ha- on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you that, that this platform and things like camera phones and stuff like that didn't exist back when you were just getting started on the road? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was, um, 
I, we were Jackal was the last band to get signed uh, in that romantic era of the music business. When you know, back whenever you know somebody had taken out some cocaine to the radio station and get your records played, but <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, it was, uh, that was a whole nother day. And uh, it, I, I'm glad I got to live in it and experience it and be part of that debauchery. Um, but all all good things must come. <laughs> uh, it was, it was def- definitely a different day and time. But you know, it's all good. I mean, you just gotta gotta roll with it. And if you sit around and whine about it, then everything passes you by. Tell me about the first time you met Michael Ballard. Yeah, it was. Uh, we, you know, I, I was actually it was the first year the Full Throttle Saloon was opening, and he and I became fast friends and ultimately partners, and celebrating twenty years this year together. Believe that. That's. <laughs> And, and talk about uh, a relationship that's really had to go through a lot of uh, a lot of hardships, you know. Especially, I was uh, my wife and I were just talking about uh, our, our wedding anniversary is coming up this week, and an encore was a song that was actually a part of our our, our, our wedding dance. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> of course it was. I mean, why, why the hell wouldn't it be? Make, uh, make the room go boom, boom, yeah. boom. Oh yeah, so. it was it was wild, man. We lit that place up. You know, but we had, uh, you know, we had been a part of the 75th uh, anniversary of the, of the rally out there. And, and of course, shortly thereafter, uh, the tragic fire that took uh, the full throttle down. Uh, you know, I, I remember waking up that morning and, and, and we'd only been out there once, you know, and we, you know, but experienced it as, as, as fully as we could. And, and really, I think, came to uh, an understanding of the the camaraderie that's out there, you know, the, the, the brotherhood and sisterhood uh, of those that ride and, and those that make the journey out there from, from all over, you know, not just the country, but all over the world. Um, that, that relationship I know has, uh, that has to be one of those moments where, you know, you get that phone call and, um, you know, everything's kind of put to the test. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the $2 million worth of ashes and a lot of hurt feelings because the full throttle didn't have any fire insurance because there yeah. wasn't, there wasn't any running water on the property and no fire department locally. And I mean, it was, you know, we got our ass handed to us whenever that fire happened, but you know, then you back up and say, well, nobody got hurt and killed right. and could have been a lot worse. And so at that point that puts it in perspective. <laughs> so you just, you, you back up, you lick your wounds and, and head on down to the next venture, which is what we have now, the Pappy Hoyle campground. Uh, you know, six six hundred acres out there with a Olympic-sized pool, grocery store, racetrack, firing range, shoot a fifty-caliber, you know, gun, just the whole bit. And there's a lot, lot of, lot of fun and no good going on at the new full throttle series. <laughs> but there's also a lot of good going out there. I know, uh, you know, when you guys take the ride out there, and you know, you have those moments in in the, in the Black Hills, and um, there really is. Uh, you know some tranquility, I think, out there that uh, that we had a chance to experience uh, during our trip. But you you've had a, uh, found a way to get yourself into the liquor industry as well. Uh, how does this how does this fall into your uh, into your arsenal of things that you keep yourself busy with? Well, you know the, the, the bourbon has been you know been something that's a big passion play for me. I've really I've really been enjoying um, you know having you know the Jesse James bourbon to share with people and. It's uh, you know, it's something that we're heading toward 150,000 cases sold now, Jeez. and uh, which is you know pretty amazing, and uh, and it's just, you know the, the momentum is is just getting stronger and stronger, and and uh, you know, the honey bourbon, the regular bourbon, the spice bourbon, uh, or the the Jesse James single barrel Tennessee whiskey, uh, it's, I mean, it, you know, it just don't it don't stop with you know the testimonies of people talking about how they found it how much they like it and 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 the cool thing i'm proud of is you know 
you know, you don't have to take a second mortgage out to get a bottle of it. You know, there's a lot of these, the, the brands, some of these, you know, you know, some of the big, big boy brands that have been around forever. They, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to be everything to everybody. You know, they're a white tablecloth drink. They're a, they're a urban drink. They're a, right. you know, they, they, you know, they try to be everything to everybody, but I mean, the Jesse James bourbon belongs to people that bust their knuckles 40, 50 hours a week or more, you know, people that love to rock and roll and, <laughs> and get on those motorcycles and, and ride and I mean that's what that's what it belongs to and and uh, again uh, it's a, we keep it very affordable and and it's a it's a quality juice man very pr- very proud of it so if you haven't had a chance to check it out please please do so I know our friends at Festival Foods will appreciate the visit Festival Foods has been on there from the beginning I mean they were the first people in the state of Wisconsin to bring it in and and uh, they still they sell more of it than anybody I mean it's just it, it you know it's great to have partners like the guys at Festival Food of course they get in to sponsor all the big events too and. It's just a great company. Festival's first class all the way. Oh, I, I party with those boys. I think uh, <laughs> they count it full throttle. Yeah, they uh, they'll, they'll throw down. Now they ain't scared to they ain't scared <laughs> to throw down and and uh, but yet they like I said there's not a, it looks like they're shooting a TV commercial in every one of their stores. <laughs> so the rest of 2019, you know, we talked about some of the things you have coming up uh, in the next week or so. But uh, any other big ventures? Of course, you got uh, uh, the rally coming up here uh, in August. Uh, but anything else? big anything else breaking in uh, in the year um you know we, we've got uh mainly just you know, starting to introduce everybody to the devil's devil cinnamon whiskey mm. uh, it's, it's something separate and apart from the bourbon it's uh it's the hottest cinnamon whiskey out there i mean it'll light you up <laughs> and uh i mean seriously it'll, it'll light you up and uh we've, we've been we've been um um you know, just getting the word out about that, and Wisconsin now has it, and uh, you can get it again at Festival Foods, and uh, it, it it's uh it's it tastes like those old uh, jawbreakers you used to get as a kid, those atomic jawbreakers oh, that yeah, the, yeah, the that would uh, yeah. that you have to take out of your mouth because they get too hot, and then you put it back in, but uh, that's the flavor is really good, and uh, you mix it with uh, some ginger beer with a little squeeze of lime. It's called a Devil's Mule, and it was, <laughs> it, 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 again, check out Devil's Devil spirits.com for details devils devil spirits.com for details were you a part of the testing process for that were you like nope not hot enough not hot enough bring it up a little bit i, I worked on it for about six months to get the, the recipe just right <laughs> dedication to the cause the man is damn, damn right hey jesse man i appreciate the time brother and, and being a part of the podcast that uh, means the world to me and uh, hopefully we'll catch you up here in a, uh, a couple weeks uh coming back up to the great state of wisconsin for Rockfest 2019 and then uh look forward to seeing you at rock people spread the word get out there jackal oh, kicking the opening night so it's gonna be game on and a little jackal family reunion hanging out with the cooper man and so it's, it's all gonna be good thanks for you got my number stay in touch with me i will brother i did hear that they actually expanded the stage area for you to open up Rockfest 2019. It's bigger, more open, more space, more debauchery than ever before. So, Well, let's, damn, let's, let's go in there. We'll, we'll remodel it on our own. <laughs> He's got a chainsaw, folks. Have no fear. To, got three in my sock as we speak. All right, man. Have a great day, buddy. We'll see you soon. Okay? Appreciate it, man. We'll be in touch. Right, bye-bye. Thanks, Jeff.